This is Fans on the Run, a podcast made by, for, and about Beatles fans. And now, here's your host, Ethan Alexander. Oh, hello. Welcome back to Fans on the Run. I, I always realize I uh, start the show with a really hyperactive introduction, but, you know, the last uh, the last week or so has been really uh, emotionally draining for... Um, the the world it's been a it's been a bit of a shit show uh to put it lightly so i'm i'm not my sprightly self as usual but don't worry you'll still get the same uh, delusional senile ramblings as you always get with fans on the run that's what you tune in for anyways you don't tune in for insightful commentary that's why there that's why there's 48 other beatles podcasts that do that for you so you can like go listen to those I can see my guest got a little surprised when I said that. 48 is actually a bit of an understatement. There's probably hundreds. Um, but yeah, it's... So, I, I always pull this shtick, of course, when I am a little underprepared. So <laughs> I will pull this out of my magic bag of tricks. Mystery guest, how are you doing today? Um, I'm pretty groovy, thanks. How are you? I am good. I'll say good. Okay. Average. So how how would you describe yourself, mystery guest? <laughs> Again, I, I've said this every time I pull that fucking mystery guest shtick. As yeah. if your name isn't in the title, as if your name isn't in the like fucking graphic on the screen. Yeah, I, I like a little bit of mystery. Um yeah. I how would I describe? Well, basically, so I'm a self-proclaimed Beatle fan I guess that's how I would describe myself and um you know just mostly obsessed is the right word to put it I do like um I have an Instagram account and I'm very like 60s orientated um vintage style and everything um which my life kind of revolves around bands of the 60s especially the Beatles which you may have heard of um Beatles, Beatles. No, I've heard of Dave D, Dozy Beaky, Mick and Titch. Oh, not not the Beatles though. But anyways, this is this is exciting for me because I actually have a fellow member of Generation Z with me today. And again, this is the first time I've actually been able, or one of the few times I've been able to say the letter Z correctly, <laughs> and not have you know my. Apologies to my American guests, but not really, because you say the language wrong. Uh, I know. Like, mm, don't you mean Z? It's like, no, no, I don't. No. Um, no, like, say zebra. Yeah. I'm like, no. Mm. I mean, we say zebra, which is a little weird because it's like halfway. Yeah. It's not yeah. zebra. You can't have them all. No, you, you can't win them all. I mean, we, we stayed a colony for a lot longer than the other <laughs> ones did. True, true. But yeah, if you're if you're a fellow Zoomer like us, and you're a Beatle fan, you've probably seen our next or our guest today in some form or another on YouTube, Instagram. She's all over the place. <laughs> Connie McLean, <laughs> welcome to Fans on the Run. Thanks. It's good to be here. Well, it's it's good to be anywhere these days. Yeah, here, there, and everywhere, as they say. Was that a pun? <laughs> A little my, bit. My opinion shifts from episode to episode on my stance on puns. <laughs> Some days I'm like, you know what? You said a fun, uh, said a pun. <laughs> I can't speak. Like, get the fuck out. But no. Uh, and cool, other well. days I'm, you know, brain dead. And it's like, 
Yeah, just accept it and things will move along a lot faster. Mm -hmm. Well, Fans on the Run isn't a fast show exactly. (laughs) It's the show, again, of... Fans on the Walk. Again, yeah. It's instead of fans on the run, it should be fans on the fucking stretching out the runtime. <laughs> but, whew, again, my brain is a little fried from the past week. How how is your brain doing? Um, I try not to ask that question because it gets me a bit emotional. So, I just sort of go with go with it, you know. Yeah, I mean that that's the best you can do. mm Hmm. Because the last, imagine like telling yourself last year, like I I had this conversation with myself last night, like imagine talking to yourself from like last November and it's like, hey, do you want to hear what happens next year? And it would sound like you're describing some like dystopian sci-fi novel. Literally, man, it's so heavy. It is. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? But now we'll get off that and go to our happy place. So I want to go back to the beginning in a sense. How did you first discover the Beatles? Okay. I've got quite a long, it's a long story, but. um, Long stories are good. Okay. So um, when I was young, my dad used to always play the Beatles. Um, We're talking like the White Album here. He was like, he really liked it. He's not like the biggest Beatle fan, but he likes them. Uh-huh. And um, as I got older, like he didn't really play as much. But then when I was in, I think year nine, no, I was in year 10, which I think in Canada is like grade ninth grade or something. Okay. I don't really know how it works, but um, something like that. Yeah, my mate asked me if I wanted to um, sing a Beatles song with him for the school rock concert. And it was in my life. And I was like, ooh, the Beatles. And I thought, um, I should probably look into the Beatles because they're such they're a pretty well known band. Yeah. And it's weird how I don't really know anything about them. So I started like listening to their songs and seeing which ones I recognised. And then um While My Guitar Gently Weeps came on shuffle and I was like, wait a minute, wait a goddamn minute. And I was like, I remember this. And I it was really like nostalgic. And um that's basically and then I started listening to them all the time. Like I cannot remember the last time I went a day without thinking about them like it's been three years so it yeah I kind of dug my own grave in that respect because there's no what a grave to dig though yeah what a grave to dig it's being a Beatles fan is like staring into the sun (laughs) it's it's the most wonderful black hole you'll ever enter yeah because we we all know we're never gonna leave it yeah that's the thing like once you once you get this far in Mm -hmm. you can't you, people say to me do you think you'll always like the Beatles as if I have a choice yeah. as if I just one day be like I'll stop listening to them no no this is my life now it's my one personality trait friendship ended with the Beatles the Rolling Stones are now my best friend <laughs> the Rolling Stones I do like the Rolling Stones to be fair I saw them live so did I oh what did you think um they were good they were very old yeah to be fair but Mick He's still grooving all well, over the place. When I, I saw them, it was right after Mick um, had oh, um, had his heart surgery. Oh, and so, like, the rest of the tour was, like, about to be cancelled. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, well, shit, you know, we just <laughs> dropped a bunch of money on Rolling Stones tickets. Um, but luckily, 
um, all the other dates, like our show in uh, just outside of Barrie, Ontario, was going to be, you know, the last one on the tour and ended up being the second one on the tour. And so we got to see a fairly sprightly Mick Jagger run around (laughs) the stage with probably, you know, you know, pacemaker, horse tranquilizer. I don't know. I mean, good on him. Good on him. It, yeah, man, they, I can that. They played, you know, my favorite Stone song, which they didn't play in all the shows, but I was really excited when they played it. Which one? She's a Rainbow. Oh, yeah, they didn't play that at, at my one. Well, was, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure they did this when you saw them. Like, there's like a, a song in the set list where you can vote online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, She's a Rainbow was one of the options. And so... Yeah. That's oh, okay, so that's it. And I voted with like five different accounts. Yeah, as if that's going to make a huge difference. No, I know. <laughs> My um, favorite Stone song is Wild Horses. And I'm pretty sure the show I went to in London was the um, probably like one of the only songs. It was definitely the last tour that the last, yeah, the last venue that they played Wild Horses. And it was one of the voting ones too. And I was like, oh, thank God, because, oh, it was such a dream. Oh, but we're not talking about the stones here. Well, we're allowed to talk about whatever the (laughs) hell we want to talk about. Okay. okay. I I still have on my wall um, the the poster from the the gig. Uh, Of course, the most memorable thing about that concert was the fact that uh, the parking was a nightmare. And we ended up stuck in the parking lot for about five hours afterwards. Oh, really? Till about three or four in the morning. So along with the poster, I framed the parking pass. Like, what a fucking waste of money that was. Well, not really a waste. Well, a little. It. Like, we could have parked a, a in a different bit. parking lot. Uh, yeah. Because the other Park- ones, it's like, yeah, we, we got out of there at 11.30 right when the show ended. It's like, oh, you fuckers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think ours was pretty smooth on the way back. But um, it's always like a, such a, like weird feeling when you're leaving a concert and everyone's just walking along the road it's like mad yeah it feels a bit, crazy, a bit like a cult well again what a cult to be a part of yeah it, it probably didn't help that it was like an outdoor festival style uh, thing yeah because you know when i when i saw like concerts like elo and roger waters mm-hmm. at like the big uh big arena in toronto you know it was it was pretty smooth you know, yeah. you, you walked out, you walked to the car, you drove and dro- off. Mm-hmm. But no, it life uh, can't be that simple. Well, when I, I saw, I went to go see Paul in December 2019. Now, now explain to the audience at home who Paul is. Oh, he's kind of underground. I'm not really sure if I should really bother. Yeah. Um, is he the one who died in 1966 and was yeah. replaced? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you might know him from that. Yes. Um, other than that, um, no. yeah. So. He had this one song, "Mary Had a Little Lamb." That's that's like <laughs> the only one. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much the frog song. I guess. Yeah. Well, um, they just reissued that. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that on like a YouTube premiere. I'm like, oh, uh, that is my, the um, my is the dumbest fucking thing ever. No, leave him alone. My old school, the choir master. Yeah, very British. Um, he he actually sang in the chorus when he was a child. He sang in that, so that's my claim to fame. But anyway, what I was talking about was we went to see Paul, and 
my parents were like um okay we should probably go now because it was just finishing like because we want to we want to miss the traffic and I was like no I'm staying here for every second that I can and then thank god we didn't leave because that's when Ringo came on and Ronnie Wood and oh, if we so this was <laughs> this was at the O2 yeah 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 so if we did leave when they wanted to I wouldn't have seen Ringo and I don't think I would be able to live with myself like I yeah. I would not be here you, you saw a partial Beatles reunion I know like Paul Paul said to me well to the whole audience but me specifically yes I'll just let you see I'll just let that sink in after Ringo came on and I was literally I was in tears I was literally like oh it was so mad oh see on a lesser degree I I kind of know what it feels like if you had left because when I saw him the first time in Boston we we had to leave to get ahead of the traffic like during the first encore oh really because i I wanted to get the tour book and she's like if you know she is my mom she's like if you Mm want to get the tour book we're gonna have to leave now and so i was like i was just (laughs) muttering under my breath the whole time because you know he was playing day tripper and i'm walking out as it gets more and more echoey and reverb oh no i wouldn't have been able to do that no way so the that's f- why the second time when we saw him, she's like, we, we got to leave. We got to get ahead of the traffic. I'm like, I'm no. stay. I'm standing right here until he plays the last note. Until he's gone. Until, yeah. Until Paul fucks off. I want to see him twice. Well, you saw him with Ringo. <laughs> I, I've True. seen Ringo separately, but I, I haven't seen Ringo with Paul. But you have seen Ringo, so... And I, okay. technically I've seen Ronnie Wood too. So mm-hmm. I, I can piece together my own version of that concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, mm-hmm. ima- imagine paying just to see Ronnie Wood separately though. <laughs> mm. Yeah. No. I mean, I like Ronnie Wood. But. Yeah. I mean, he's no Brian Jones. No, Brian. No Stones without Jones. No Stones exactly. Without- Did you shout that at the Stones show? Um, I feel like it would have been a little inappropriate. Um, I didn't. Yeah. I was screaming other things like, marry me, take your clothes off, that sort of thing. Okay, yes. You know, I was there with my boyfriend at the time, so, you know. Mm-hmm. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta make the move. Lady of culture, I see. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. shouting at the 75-year-old men, take your clothes off! Well, I mean... I'm not going to leave and not take that risk of, mm-hmm. like, imagine if he was like, okay. Yeah. A- again, yeah. when in Rome. Yeah. Well, we went in Rome, but I get More it. More like when in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I'll ask, uh, what, was, what was the first Beatle album that you remember? Well, usually I ask the first Beatle album that you owned, but we live in a post-owning music age, in a well, way. Well, I am um, the first Beatles records I got was um oh it's kind of embarrassing you know the um red album it's yeah. like the best hits or whatever from the, the 62 to 66 mm-hmm. and what we actually for one Christmas we got my mum a record player and there's a record with it and that was one of them so technically I bought it but it wasn't for me but then I stole it and then I started listening to that and then um the first when I downloaded was actually the blue album. 
So I don't really know why, but that's just how it that's just how it happened. Well, you already you already had the red one. Yeah, I'll well see what the other color is. Yeah, literally. But um, you you like me have also devolved into uh, gasp a record collector. Ew. Yeah, there's nothing I can do about that. I'm Imagine paying for music. <laughs> when I go into my um. I say local record store, it's a half an hour driveway, but um, you know. um, when I go there, the guy who owns the store, um, he plays, he puts Beatles on and then he literally refers to me as the Paul McCartney girl. And that's how I want to be perceived by everyone. I should have just introduced you as the Paul McCartney girl. Yeah. People would know who you're talking about. They'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's yeah, you know, her. Yeah. Her. Yeah, her. Yeah, but that means you could also be that could you could have also been mistaken for Heather Mills. Yeah. Um. Okay, I might need to rethink this. <laughs> oh, she she was never Paul McCartney's girl. She can say what she wants, but no. Jane, perhaps Linda. Yeah, but eh, Heather. Jane, questionable. At one point. At one point, Linda. Linda. Yeah. There was never there was never a song named after Jane. True. Paul the had like six songs named after Linda. Yeah, and the only thing about Jane really is like we can work it out, which is just talking about the rough relationship. So Yeah. T. T. <laughs> um, so I'll ask, what do the Beatles mean to you? That's a very well, well, that's a very broad well, well, question. What do they mean? Yes. In short, everything. Have you seen Almost Famous? Um, if I say yes, will will I not will be, be embarrassed? No, you'll you'll get it, even if you say if you even if you okay. have it. Literally, then there's no. <laughs> there's this. Um, so it's a film about like a, a rock band, an upcoming rock band in the seventies. I know stuff. of the movie. But I have yeah, never I'm seen it. To, I'm explaining to the listeners. Yes. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> you you get the show better than I do. Yeah. And um, so this this guy is like a report. Oh, there's a tractor going by my by my house. Anyways, there's this guy who's a reporter, and he's like asking Russell, the lead guitarist, what does music mean to you? And then he says, in short, everything. So that's what I was quoting, but it, it didn't. You know, anyways, everything. They mean everything to me. They're literally my whole, like, personality. Call it obsession, hyperfixations, addiction, if you will. But um, I literally, I don't know, man. They're everything to me. And uh, there's nothing I can say. That, that's like it. I can't, like, fathom it. I can't explain it. Well, if I may quote a movie of my own. Uh, Hard Day's Night. Say movie. no more. So, uh, Help. Oh, <laughs> how? <laughs> See, See, there we go. Now it now now the score is settled. <laughs> I I like a bit of seasoning in my soup. Yeah, season mm. ticket. <laughs> it's a season ticket. Okay, so. So what do the Beatles mean to you then? Does anyone ever ask you questions? Is that allowed? Um, it's it's well. It kind of gives me a, a judge of character of the guest. Some, a, a lot don't. And again, that's not an insult to my previous guests. Uh, but a little. 
yeah, it hurts a little. A little. So what yeah. do they mean to you? I mean, uh, you must you'll have, have to tune into Fans on the Run episode fifty to find out the answer to that. No, I'll 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 give a sneak peek. Sneak peek. Again, it's also hard when you pretty much said the exact same thing. Yeah, word, yeah. But again, the Beatles are, like, in a time, especially in, like, my life, where a lot is changing and has changed, you know, like, being in high school. High <laughs> um, school, yeah. Um, having my dad die, being in the coronavirus, uh, oh everything has changed but the Beatles stay the same oh so it's like the constant it's it's a constant That's it's like strange. no matter what happens in your life revolver is there oh, it, revolver's not gonna change That's like, so comforting. like the songs that they recorded will like last for like our entire lifetime and the entire lifetime of like everyone else to come yeah literally we can all uh, it's like a warm blanket you can always go back to it. That, that's it? Ah, oh, how poetic. Okay, well, don't use the word poetic and in the same way as describing something I said, because <laughs> you will immediately regret it as the show goes on. Hmm, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I keep saying that, and then I realize I'm becoming more and more articulate. <laughs> so my, my jokes about me being, like, senile rambling are starting to get a little... You know, yeah, you're actually a bit more coherent than you once thought. I perhaps, perhaps <laughs> we'll reach a day where I actually respect myself. Well, we'll see. We'll oh, s we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, but I want to ask you something, um, because this is something, um, uh, that I, I've thought about a bit. Uh, you know, I am young fan. I feel like sometimes we get talked down to a bit and I want to ask especially more so um do you ever feel like I, I wouldn't say like discriminated but like talked down to gatekeeped whatever it is by mm. older fans well the interactions I've had with older fans on Instagram and stuff it's usually them being just excited that um, someone young is listening to that, listening to the the Beatles. Um, sometimes they can be a bit like, you know, I was there at the time, blah 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 blah, blah. and um, as if they have, if as if they're like closer to them than I can be to them, which is sort of annoying. But I understand what they're saying because if they really did grow up with them but at the same time I also grew up with them mm -hmm. so I don't really know I haven't had many bad experiences um to be yeah I'm pretty lucky in that respect I normally get if I if I'm wearing Beatles merch um around the towns um I normally get like people like older people are normally pretty happy and they'll like talk to me and like be excited so in that respect Not I like think, a you know, oh, you're wearing a Beatles shirt named Five Beatles Songs. Okay, here we go. Being being a woman, um, if you do wear a band t-shirt, um, you get all the time from, like, boys about, like, oh, you, is that your boyfriend's t-shirt? When I went to HMV, I don't know if you have that. It, we, we used to. 
Used to. Yeah. Um, dearly, dearly missed. I know, I know. I think they're going bankrupt here too. Anyways. Well, they're um, owned by a Canadian company now. Oh. Oh, now? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Like, um, the company that took over all the HMV locations here <laughs> went and just fucking bought the original HMV and bought, um, like, an American chain too. So now the Canadians have the monopoly on the dying <laughs> format of the large-scale retail chain record store. Well, I have a bone to pick with HMV anyway, because the what's, other what's day... What's your bone to pick with HMV? Well, I'll tell you. I went to buy um, a new Led Zeppelin t-shirt, because my one is so faded. <laughs> and um, I went to the, like, register, where you buy it. Yeah. And I said, this one, please. And then the man was like, oh, is this for your boyfriend? And I was like, Ugh. no, like... This is HMV. It can't be that uncommon for girls to buy band T-shirts. Yeah. Um, and I was really wanted him to ask me what my favorite Led Zeppelin song was, just so I could say like "Stairway to Heaven" and just <laughs> be funny. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've had a few of those. Um, but normally boys, uh, not that my validation is through the male gaze, but normally boys tend to like it if girls are into rock. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's. I, I've never experienced that myself, but I, I've noticed it happen, and I, I kind of want to, you know, shine a spotlight on, you know, we, the show's all about the Beatles fandom, but, yeah. and I kind of want to, you know, shine a light on all aspects of it, good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what self-awareness is about. True. Because I think true. it's, it's ludicrous that that happens. Yeah, I mean, in this day and age, would you yeah. believe? But like, the Beatles found Is it such a foreign concept that a, a woman listens yeah. to Pink Floyd? No. Uh, a woman listened to Dark Side of the Moon? It, it's be... not like that's one of the best-selling albums of all time. Like, it, the Beatles fandom, back in the early 60s, m the majority was young impressionable girls like not saying boys didn't listen to them but if you look at the videos of the concerts yeah. it's just girls pissing themselves so Literally. I, I why, yeah i don't know why it's so hard to fathom the idea that a girl likes classic rock just because she likes it and not because she's trying to impress a boy or because it, it, well you know you, yeah. get the, you get the vibe i, I get the vibe mm -hmm. those people it, Again, if I may quote our generation, they do not pass the vibe check. Oh, how very relevant. Very relevant. Again, I, I don't get to use memes a lot on this show. <laughs> and that's like, apart from Beatles, like the only other aspect of my personality. Oh, meme. Yeah, meme. I, I understand. I see meme, I like meme. Yeah, meme. Meme. Mm -hmm. Um... So, do you have any, you know, particular memories that stick out in your mind that are kind of punctuated or involved the punctuated by or involve the Beatles music or being a Beatles fan in some way? Well, um, this kind of goes back to your last question. I went to see um, the Bootleg Beatles, the tribute band <laughs> in um, Epsom. And when I went there, I went, it was all like a standing audience. And went right to the front and was like singing along the entire time and then at the very end this um this elderly woman 
said to me, I'm so surprised you knew all the words. And I was like, yeah, I, I did. And um, I don't know, that sort of like just sort of jumped out to me just because it was such a good day anyway. And I forget that like people are surprised that I know the words. And then like other experiences, um, well, the Beatles seem to be a little bit everywhere in the UK. Like um, they're playing all the time. They're, there's always references and places, especially in Liverpool. Makes sense. But um, Now explain to the audience at home what Liverpool is. <laughs> Liverpool is a city in the north of England um, where the Beatles were born and grew up. And um, it's a really cool city. I really want to live there when I'm older. Um, I was going to go to uni there, but um, like university. <laughs> or, do you call it college or university? They're, they're different things here. So like university is in like, like the last last stop on the education train well it's it's there's universities and there are colleges they're they both kind of function similarly but again i should know this because i'm i'm going to college next year and i (laughs) I should be able to say what the difference is off the top of my head if my guidance counselor is listening to this yes i do know what (laughs) i do i do and yeah that's that's yeah <laughs> yeah i'm in college right now which is ages like 16 to like 18 yeah. and then you go to university so that's how okay so okay i didn't know that's how it worked yeah it's called like sixth form college so we're, i'm in sixth form okay so there's yeah well you know yeah um anyway what was i talking about liverpool yeah, yeah sure I'm i, I love there. liverpool have you been before? It's I. I'm ashamed to say I only spent a day in Liverpool. That's still good. Yeah, you know I I spent the rest of the week in London, but we took the train up to Liverpool and did all the Liverpool things. Oh, that's so and good. everyone was so nice. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. And like it's the architecture there, <laughs> is brilliant. Oh um, God, down by the uh, Albert Dock, it's yeah. just lovely. And yeah, and it's so clean as well. Like, um, I've been three times and two times, one time I went for the day because I was with my friend up in Birmingham. So we went because it's really close. And then the other times I stayed in the Hard Day's Night Hotel. Um, That's where I stayed. Yeah. uh, Which which made the whole experience feel a little like I was staying like in a Beatles amusement park or something. Yeah, that's literally what Livable is. Like if you go to the touristy bits. Well, we... That's pretty much where we were for the, the day, <laughs> apart from, you know, going to the museum, mm-hmm. having to walk there and then taking a, a tour. Yeah. It was, we were just in that Matthew Street block. Did you, did you do the Magical Mystery Tour? We had tickets to the Magical Mystery Tour, uh, but we couldn't find the bus because it was oh. raining. Oh my gosh. Well, again, no shit, it was raining. <laughs> I've actually never been while it's... Oh, no, actually... Um, it rained for like a couple hours one trip but normally like I've had pretty good weather touch wood Um, but yeah like the Magical Mystery Tour was so good but if you're planning to go to Liverpool I would recommend not you in particular talking to the yeah you get it Um, the Fab Four Taxi Tour is great because um, you get to stop at loads more places and like actually like 
So like on the mystery tour, you don't get to go to Ringo's. Well, you drive past it, but you don't get to go to his actual house and like look in and everything. Not you don't look in the windows, yeah. but you know. And then um, and you can also go to where John and Paul met. You can go into the barber shop. Well, we everything. we I we took um, you know, we hopped in a, a cab just outside of the Beatles Museum. It was just yeah. you know a random cab, and we're like, oh, fuck. Do you know anyone who does Beatle tours? <laughs> which is apparently the best question you can ask a Liverpool uh, taxi driver because he just yeah. turned his light off and he's like, well, you've come to the right place. Yeah, right Yeah. But again, oh, plugging the Fab... What, what's the name? Fab Four Taxi Tour. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, plug someone else because she, she was a past guest and I have uh, sworn my allegiance to her. The uh, <laughs> best tour guide in all of Liverpool, Jackie Spencer. Uh, yeah, if you're in, in Liverpool, you have to go take Jackie Spencer's tour. I will write that down. She she is a lovely person. Oh. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, I, I'm legally obligated to plug these people. <laughs> I'm legally obliged. Um, yeah. Of mm-hmm. course. And again, if you're in London, you have to go take Richard Porter's tour. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's weird. I live in Canada, but I, I'm plugging all you know, these. I know. I know people. <laughs> I've got connections. I, I I know people. I know mm-hmm. at least four people. Yeah, at least. At least, very least. You could round that up to five. Okay. Well, I I say that to my friends sometimes. It's like I have like five friends, and you are two of them. <laughs> um, here is um another interesting question. So okay. you you are. Uh, known for your, you know, sixties style and all that stuff. Um, how how did you kind of, you know, get into that world, so to speak? Well, um, I thought you'd never ask. Yeah. Um, I started. Apologies because... for taking thirty five minutes or so to get into that question. <laughs> no, it's fine. I get this asked all the time. Whenever I do like question Q and A's on my, um instagram and stuff this always comes up and i like answering it because i like talking about myself yeah um, i'm chorus, so basically um Th- that's why I... so many people like doing fans on the run they get to talk yeah. about themselves Literally, again that's... to any past guests or future guests i'm not calling you narcissists <laughs> maybe a little bit i don't mind i'm not um... saying anything you can say it <laughs> well when i started listening to the beatles i started to get into like the fashion of the 60s and the pop culture um the london scene mods rockers hippies and everything and then just came from there like i was dressing like how all my mates are dressing which is fine there's nothing wrong with that but i felt like i felt bored because i think okay it was i think it was paul mccartney or john i think it was paul who said it's weird not to be weird and i feel like if you're some people like to fit in and be trendy but for me like I it just it felt unfulfilling like I was missing something but saying that like if I was alive in the 60s I would be the most basic bitch ever like I I do I draw eyelashes on I wear mini dresses my favorite band is the Beatles oh my favorite member is Paul McCartney like it does not get more basic than that so yeah depends but yeah, one, that's one decade's basic is is, a, is the is other decades, decade. you know, counterculture, Indeed. weird, awesome. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, I can say that. How did you get into them? Uh, the Beatles. Um, so I had always heard of this mythic band. Again, I say that as if they weren't like the most popular band in the world <laughs> and are yeah. still probably one of the most popular bands in Canada. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had always heard, you know, my family members talking about the Beatles. Ooh. And uh, one day... I love that you say it too, like with a D, like the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. Well, here we have... Uh, there's a there's a Beatles channel on a this satellite radio Sirius XM, mm. and so the uh, the announcer is you know this British this omnipotent British woman. This is <laughs> the Beatles channel twenty four seven, and you want the full experience. Well, of course, <laughs> it's it wouldn't make sense with like you know an American announcer. But anyways, enough of that. Th- enough of that tangent that lasted thirty seconds. Um, <laughs> I found the CD of the Blue Album in my oh. house somewhere, and so I'm like, okay, let's let's see what this is. So I put it on my little CD player, and oh. uh, I was blown away. Yeah. By the fact that Sgt. Pepper and with a little help from my friends were two different songs because <laughs> they yeah, blended into each other. And I'm like, no. Uh. Why, yeah, why is it saying track three and now it's saying track four? That's It's broken. Yeah, the Sgt. Pepper's album's so cool how they all blend together. And it's so weird when you start getting into the Beatles and you start recognizing all these songs like, like oh, hey, Jude, and like, I want to hold your hand and Yellow Submarine, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so weird once you start getting into it and everything just clicks. Well, it's it's especially... It really clicked for me how weird it is when I, I went to a, a Beatles convention last year, the Beatle Fest, or the Fest oh. for Beatles fans, one of those two names, um, <laughs> and I, I entered this uh, Name That Tune competition, where they were, you know, they played like oh, a snippet of a Beatles song, and I was able to buzz in within like five milliseconds yeah, of hearing, it's like, oh, that's another girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I wanna t- that's I wanna tell you. Yeah. Oh, that's um She's So Heavy Anthology version, take twenty seven. Exactly. Well, the weirdest part was when they started playing like Beatles covers by other artists and I was still able to buzz in. It's like <laughs> that's if I needed someone by the Hollies. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh I love the Hollies. Thank you. Again, I always work in what I've been listening to a lot lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into my I've been show. A lot of Led Zeppelin recently. Um, well, yeah, what, what's your favorite Zeppelin, Zeppelin album? Uh, my favorite album is probably Zeppelin 2. Correct but, answer, um, correct answer. <laughs> but my favorite song is probably Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. Okay. Which, yeah, which is from Zeppelin 1. I... I I think my favorite Zeppelin songs still got to be Bring It On Home. Oh, yeah. How it starts with, you know, the harmonica, like the mm-hmm. slow blues, but then it kicks in with like the, you know, what comes to mind when you think of Led Zeppelin. is Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sound. It's yeah. like when I first heard it, I had, I had been familiar with their music. So it sounded like if you put all these Led Zeppelin songs into like an AI and yeah. just <laughs> asked it to make a Led Zeppelin song. 
yeah, yeah that's I what see. would come out mm-hmm. but that's not a bad thing no yeah, it's love a it. yeah. um i'll actually jimmy i was gonna oh. flex am okay. i allowed oh yes please <laughs> jimmy page's son um went to my school and like a couple years ago but he got expelled because oh i don't know why but he did get expelled oh but wow. that's my another claim to fame look um, at you with all these claims to fame well, I, I live in, like, the south of England where all the, like, rock stars go when they're, like, bore, like, ti- like retiring. Yeah. So, like, I've met Eric Clapton. You've met Eric Clapton? Met, yeah, he went to, like, there's a pub right next okay. door to my house. And Why haven't you mentioned there. this yet? I was working it in. I was trying to find a time. <laughs> I, that would be, like, the first thing I would say ever in any <laughs> conversation. It's like, I don't know, I've met Eric Clapton. Yeah. We're, we're basically I best friends. Yeah, word. I literally ran up from my house and I saw him. I was like, <laughs> he was like, just breathe, like calm down. And we just talked for like 10 minutes or something. Like the whole time I was literally like trying not to projectile vomit over his fish cakes. Um, and oh, it was mad. And also another flex, my mate in English class, literature, English, <laughs> English literature. English. She, she, she is next door neighbors with Patty Boyd. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And um, and for everyone who doesn't know, Patty Boyd was married to George Harrison yeah. and Eric Clapton. She's a bad bitch. Um, so I've sent a letter to her and I've got one back. And she said I was pretty. Oh, so wow. that's all the validation I need. Have you ever. have you read Patty's book? Uh, I have, yeah. I love it. It's so good. It's Wonderful. Brilliant. Tonight, it's... Mm-hmm. Imagine just being like... Imagine having not like one iconic song... But like but at least no, three. No. Something wonderful tonight. Uh, there's one Layla. like Layla. Oh, Layla, of course. Like Bell Bottom Blue, something. Yeah. I can't remember. That's an Eric one. Um, and there's and probably then, some earlier Beatles ones. Yeah, like, and also from the All Things Must Pass album, um, George's one. There's lots about her in that. Oh, yeah. And Let It Down and um, I Live For You and stuff. So. Well, this is, I, I love getting into this part because this is where it gets opinionated. And oh, yeah. this is where all the, the good, the best conversations happen. Where, mm-hmm. like, either we become best friends or we devolve oh. into calling each other, like, fucking idiots. <laughs> what is your favorite Beatles song? Um, I did actually mention it earlier without saying it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so, While My Guitar Gently Weeps is... My favorite Beatles song. It's one of those songs that, like, um, I can. It's my favorite song. Period. Like, I can listen to that over and over and over and over and over again, and just not get sick of it. And like, I, I don't know. It's been like three years where I listen to that almost every day. So I'm gonna say that one. Oh, what about which, you? which version is your favorite? Because uh, okay, there's... I love. Yeah, I love the anthology, um, like the acoustic <laughs> version. It's so pretty. And I love the live one in Madison Square Garden because George does all his like cute little like voice breaks. Yeah. Like, I, the, yeah. That well, that's what thing. happens when you do a tour with laryngitis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, even if intended or not, I love the way it sounds. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't know which one's my favorite. I like them all for different moods. But the classic one is a classic. And, you know, I like how it's all of them playing together. So maybe that one plus your your best friend eric clapton's on there 
Oh, my mate Eric, yeah, yeah. he did play on Your it, mate yeah. from the pub. Oh, down the road, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eric, yeah. Well, I, that the studio version's my favourite. Uh, I'm not super crazy about the anthology version for some reason. But it's so pretty. What I do like, I'll, I'll compromise. I, I do love the version on the Love album, where it's that acoustic version, but George oh, Martin yeah. added like all the orchestra stuff that, to it. Yeah, okay. And that, okay. that version, right. it's like, okay, not bad. I like it. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Obviously, it's not going to be bad, is it? Well, it's a, it's a fucking Beatles song. <laughs> Speaking um, of that same that sentiment, what is your least favorite Beatles song? I could go for like Revolution Nine or like Wild Honey Pie, even though I can appreciate them. Mm-hmm. They're not the best. I think like I don't really tend to skip them if they come on, but I think one song that maybe oh, it's not worth isn't... skipping Wild Honey Pie. It it takes effort. Yeah, no, it's it's so maybe worth skipping Revolution Nine, but Wild yeah. Honey Pie is like forty seconds. So it, it's not like you're going to walk over to your turntable and, like, pick up the needle and it's like, all right, where, where the fuck's the next song? Yeah, true. Um, actually, come to think of it, I can't, I can't think of any. Like, there I know are no people- other, like, Beatles songs on albums that you're like, you know what, I, I don't, I don't like that this very much. Maybe something from Beatles for Sale. Like okay, I don't want to spoil the party. Okay, that one it's it it like it's good. Yeah. If someone else played it, like if it played somewhere, I'll be like Beatles, yay! But like if it's just playing in my room, I'm like, you know, yeah, it's it's you know, it's not my favorite song on Beatles for Sale. Yeah. Of course, there are songs on that album that people like that I don't like for some oh, reason. Go on. Um, Bill, this is. This is probably going to get me some hate. I've never said I don't like this one on the show before. So this is a world exclusive, as if anyone cares. Um, I'll follow the sun. Really? I don't like that song. Oh, really? Yeah. But there was something... Oh, but it's so cute. Like, it's it's like the transition between, like, you've got the early Beatles pool, lovey, lovey, derby. But then you've also got, like, they're starting to get their sound too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't think you're allowed to have that opinion. Oh, okay. See, this is this is what I mean, where it gets opinionated. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's at least you didn't say that about something like. I don't it'd know, be funny like, if you're if you're gonna name a song, and wouldn't it be? And fun? then you're like, yeah, that's actually my least <laughs> favorite. What what song yeah. were you gonna say just then? Oh. Uh, I was just gonna say strawberry fields. Oh fuck but, no, that's okay. No, okay, thank God, because that would I would have had to leave, and I I would have had to like block and report you. Yeah, no, strawberry fields is one of the best recordings ever made. Yeah, for real, yeah. And especially like listening, you can have opinions and all the different takes and stuff, but the knowing the fact that it's a technical marvel for 1967 mm. knowing that it's two different takes recorded at different speeds and at different pitches and George Martin somehow spliced the two together yeah. without anyone like knowing yeah i am um, do music technology for a level uh, do you have a levels no um 
I don't know. I'm studying it, it like, now. Like you're majoring in it or? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I So when you're like 17, you study, you pick three subjects to study. Mm-hmm. And I do English, music tech and media studies. Okay. But in music tech, we're learning... Um, uh, the Beatles is on the syllabus a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beatles are on the syllabus a lot because um, we learn about like um, recording techniques and revel- revelations and stuff within oh. that recording on tape, vinyl and everything. So we learn about them a lot. And one that comes up a lot is Strawberry Fields and um, Tomorrow Never Knows. Exactly. Because like the first use of backwards guitar and like um, sampling and everything. So, well, yeah. Tomorrow Never Knows is you know, with all those tape loops going at the same time, Paul, you know, splicing them all and having them on faders going up and down. Actually, I don't know if it was, if they were faders in 66. Yeah, they did have faders for mixing, but I think most of it was like doing it, (laughs) like by pulling the tape loop and making it speeding up. You know, the like seagull sound. It's it's Paul laughing. Mm-hmm. exactly and it's just like it's so creative like jeez yeah. e- even though they're really well it's actually i don't know where i was going with that but one of my favorite <laughs> things to listen to is someone uploaded just the the tape loops in their original mm-hmm. form onto youtube and some of them just okay. sound really really cool you know on yeah. their own like there's something with like you know backwards mellotron flutes and oh yeah just at its normal speed it's like that that's that sounds like what's going on in my head like all the time <laughs> yeah it's crazy how they can do that mm-hmm. figure out what's going on in people's heads who haven't even been born yet exactly but yeah that's i'm i'm really glad you actually brought up like the beatles studio like innovations because mm-hmm. I, I get in arguments with my my friend. He's like, the Beatles are overrated, though. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so much because I know, like, I understand if you haven't really looked into them and you hear, like, I want to hold your hand and, like, Octopus's Garden, and you're like, right. But what you need to understand well, guess is what that bands he likes more? Blur. It's like 1970. Blur, Pulp, Oasis. Mm-hmm. They all came because they're all because of the Beatles. Oasis like, is a revolver it. tribute band. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. So you can't. Yeah, they're not overrated because they were the first to do all this stuff. Like, you can't overrate that. If that makes sense. <laughs> they're they are just rated enough. Yeah, like they. Yeah, they are. <laughs> In my opinion, for all the stuff they they did, they are borderline underrated, and they are yeah. still probably the most rated band in history. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people would say the Beatles are one of the best bands without even knowing why. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they be like because they've been of... told that the Beatles yeah. are the best band. But if you actually go into it, you will make that decision for yourself anyway. You do not everyone likes their music. It is like very period like 60s but at the same time it's difficult to dislike it because there's stuff for everyone in there exactly you've got that early like motown sounding stuff like with the beatles and please please me and you've got the psychedelic rock you've got like the classic rock sounds you've got blues you've got like um everything you've got like baroque pop you've got um, yeah 
I, I don't even know what I'd describe. You know, fucking I Want You is basically yeah. proto-stoner rock. Yeah, they literally made, like, their own genres. It's it's mad. And then as technology went on and Paul, like, um, with the McCartney, um, McCartney 2 mm-hmm. album, there's so much, like, electronic pop, there's soft rock, there's... Well, that's, I'm glad you brought that up, too. Because that's, that's an album I feel like the older generation is, like, hit or miss with them. But I feel mm-hmm. like that album in particular resonates with a lot of, you know, people our age. Just, like, it's fucking weird. Yeah, it's it's weird. And the fact that it's Paul McCartney post-Wings, like, he'd been at his commercial peak. He goes from doing, like, Wonderful Christmas Time to Mm -hmm. fucking Temporary Secretary and Check My Machine. (laughs) Yeah, like, I love... Yeah, exactly. I just love it. Like, um, it's so fucking weird, but he can do that because he's Paul McCartney and yeah. he just owns music. He invented music. Yeah, he he did. Fun fun <laughs> fact: there was no music before 1962. Yeah, it had he it actually, had yet to be invented. But Paul McCartney, maybe John a little bit, but Paul McCartney, you know, he he did that. Yeah. Buddy Holly, who? Huh. Uh, Chuck Berry? I don't know who he is. Um, I asked you uh, his favorite song and album. What's your favorite Beatles album? And keep in mind, there is a correct answer. Oh, well. Say, my... say your answer, and then I'll tell you if it's the correct answer or not. Okay. Uh, the White Album. Oh, Are you going to say Sgt. Pepper's? Oh, fuck no. That album. Okay. That... Oh, I love the album, but it's not my favorite. No. The White Album is my favorite. Okay. Even though I love the early Beatles stuff. Like, I'm such a whore for, like, with the Beatles and stuff like that. But the White Album, really love that one. Okay, I find myself more and more, as I talk to more and more people, um, I I can't say the correct answer thing anymore because it's starting <laughs> to almost be in the minority. Well, it's your favorite. Is it Rubber Soul? No. Is that your favorite? Rubber Soul, I, I did a tally of all the past guests and I, you know, crunched the numbers and found that the top two picks, as of you know episode forty, were like Rubber Soul and Revolver. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always you? said, you know, the correct answer here is Revolver. That's the best Beatles I album. I mean, but then I find I, love it. I feel like the White Album is more and more of a popular opinion as it goes on, because it's, it's just because so varied. Yeah, exactly. Like, like. I'm so tired. Rocky Raccoon. Um, Mama Tired Gently Weeps. Helter Skelter. Piggies. Piggies, yeah. It's got everything in that. But I feel like with Revolver, um, it's like rubber soul on acid sort of thing. And that's and like, what's awesome about it. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to say anything bad about Revolver, am I? But it's got more of its own sound. Whereas the White Album is so varied. But well, saying but that's, that... Like, that's what I like about Revolver. Because you, yeah. you mentioned, um, when talking about, uh, what was the song? It, I'll Follow the Sun, saying it was kind of the bridge mm-hmm. between the early and later kind of thing. Yeah. That's what I feel like Revolver is. You get the early, okay. you know, power, I, I'll call it yeah, power pop of the Beatles. Yeah, sure. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, but then like, you can hear like a hard day's night. You can hear help in it, but you can also hear the rumblings of what's going to happen with like Sergeant yeah, like, Pepper and Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah, that's true. Like even just the album art sort of shows you that yeah. it's progressing. Well, the, the fact um, that it, the Beatles are like the most popular pop band in the world, and their album cover is a drawing of them, not yeah. it's not a photograph. Well, there are photographs in it. Sort well, but the main thing is like Klaus Vormann's drawing of the four faces. Like yeah, it doesn't yeah. even say who the band is on the front cover. That- so I um so we so as I said I study media studies and one of our coursework is creating a um a campaign for a new music artist and they're saying like okay you have to have their name and the title of the album really big but the Beatles like th- with like with the White Album you can barely even see what that is like yeah. if you look really closely it says yeah. the Beatles if you if you're looking it, at the record cool. you have to like they're like well flip it more more so on like the British copies. Because, like, <laughs> the record companies here just got lazy after a while. And it's like, yeah, fuck it. Just print it in grey. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. no, that is lazy. But that, that's, but like, on the early copies, it's, you know, embossed. Like how yeah, it should that be. Yeah, that was the most expensive album I bought. But, um, yeah. It's it's up there with mine. I, mm-hmm. I paid a price for an original <laughs> British uh, stereo copy of the oh, White Album. Yeah. Like where the records come out the top and it's got the number on it. Dare I ask how much that was? Um, well, I'll say it out loud, but then I realized that's not even close to the most expensive Beatle album I bought. It was it was <laughs> fifty Canadian dollar. Oh no, fifty U.S. dollars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I bought a copy of Abbey Road for a hundred dollars once. Um. But however, that copy's worth five hundred. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have um uh you know yesterday and today. Yes. It's not an original mm-hmm. one or anything. It's a reprint, I think, from like the seventies, but it's still pretty rare yeah. and it's a blue vinyl. That's okay. like pretty good one. But it's it's got you know, it's a reproduction with the butcher cover, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's from the seventies. It's not quite like an original, but pretty pretty groovy yeah. i'd say so like even if it's like a reproduction it's still it's still cool mm-hmm. again asked how much i paid it's it's getting dangerously close to the point where it's like i'm going to buy one of those they call them second state copies where the the new cover was pasted over the original mm-hmm. and it's like four hundred dollars doesn't sound that <laughs> unreasonable mm-hmm. yeah uh, <laughs> don't even get me started on fucking box sets oh no that'll be the death of me i want to punch a hole through a wall knowing how many how much money i've spent on buying the same fucking 13 albums over and i know because people are like you can just listen to it on your phone and i'm like yeah. no it's different and they're like isn't it worse quality on vinyl i'm like yeah so not really though it's it's got the atmosphere hasn't it's it? not it even that more- it's you know, this is, I feel like as I get further and further into record collecting, I become more and more of a snob because it's, <laughs> yeah. you get dangerously closer and closer to audiophile territory. We're like, no, uh, you're a lot closer with a vinyl copy, a clean vinyl copy to the original master tape than any other format ever. 
save for maybe you know real to real copies from the 60s hmm. okay yeah yeah i mean we're just talking about my like exam syllabus here so yeah yeah but again most of those copies from the 60s are beat to shit because yeah. you know and the thing is i know the more times you listen to it the like worse it gets but um so yeah well it's tricky yeah it's it's tricky so and i'll ask you what is your least favorite beatles album oh i don't have a least favorite beatles album. can i say yellow submarine if, if you can't got... think of anything else i'll allow it <laughs> okay i'll try and answer it properly um I don't want to say Beatles for sale because I feel like I've been kind of mean to it. Today. Oh, you you, you can say it. We're allowed to be mean to the music. Oh, I can't. I maybe I do. Let it be. I really like that's it. The, it's got that's the correct answer. That's the correct yeah, answer on this show. And I get I comments love... like, "Why do you always trash Let It Be? Because it's not a good album." Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I never said that. I, uh, I never. Uh, yeah, said that. I said that. Yeah, he said that, not me. I love I Me Mine so much. Okay, I think that's that's, that's like the best song on the album. I Me Mine. Obviously, Let It Be. I love that song. I'm not, I'm not crazy on it. I don't want to hear anything, I don't want to hear anything okay, about it. Okay. And I'm trying to think of that's the thing. Like, there's not much else on that album. Like, it's got one Get Back. Line, yeah. Don't Let Me That's a good one. Wait, no, Don't Let Me Down is not on the album, though. No. Oh, uh, one after nine oh nine. It's okay. I, I, that was pretty funky. I uh, didn't they write they wrote that when they were quite young. Yeah. Um, dig it. Yeah, like I said, it's fun. But what else? There's not like two of us. Oh, that's cute. That's like McLennan friendship right there. Okay. Now this is actually probably the time where I actually mean it most on the show. Would you care to explain? to our older audience what McLennan is. <laughs> well, um <laughs> d- oh, you're giving me quite a, a quite a task here. McLennan is um the ship name as in relationship name of Paul McCartney, John Lennon. Um as if they were had like a thing okay yeah. that's just like the thing when i talk about mclennan i don't really mean that i thought they were a thing or anything or that they were romantically involved i just mean more like the bromance yeah and like um and you, like you elderly said, beetle scholars should know this more than anyone you've seen more <laughs> pictures of these two than anyone like there are yeah. so many pictures of them where they look like they're about to kiss and you I'm can't not, deny I'm, that I'm, you can't deny I'm just that saying. If it turned out that one day they got really drunk and got off with each other, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would not be surprised. I'm not saying they have, but like, you know, they were so close, like beyond close. Mark, John Mark Lewison, was- if, if you're listening to this, and I know you are, uh, you have my email address. Feel free to send me your comments on this. Oh, uh, what would he say about this? Oh, he's Mark Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> but like like when Paul McCartney said when he, he said quote when I found out what McLennan was I almost broke my other hip <laughs> but he says that as if he didn't like Beatles fans in the 60s would ship them too yeah. like it was a new sort of concept but they would still be like Paul and John are so cute together but like um, you know I mean I'm here for it I'll accept that if I'm not going to be able to be of Paul 
there might as well be John, you know. But I'm not saying that's happening or happen. Oh, well, it's not going to happen now. Well, but um, yeah, because he's been dead for 40 years. <laughs> yeah, that does contribute to their relationship. But um, it's a factor. You know, at, you know, at the concert where Paul sings here today, yeah. and then it's that I love you. Oh my God, I cried like a little bitch. Like there was, oh no, <laughs> just thinking about it now, it's making me feel funny. So I, I don't want to make anyone else cry on this show because that's happened once. <laughs> I can't tell if that was because I brought up an emotion or I was, you know, intense. <laughs> intense. Yeah. All Beatles fans are intense. I've never met a Beatles fan who isn't a bit of a weirdo. Yeah. So. Well, again, the audience can't see this because this is an audio show, but I think uh, our guest Connie can see the fact behind me. I have a Sgt. Pepper suit hanging That's on my door. I'm not in my bedroom because my Wi-Fi is shit in there, but if you were in my room, you would see my Paul McCartney cardboard cutout that stands mm-hmm. opposite my bed. So that says enough about me, really. I I, I don't have any <laughs> Beatles cardboard cutouts. However, yeah. that that's not a definite statement. That could change. Yeah, and it probably will. Who knows? You know, I've oh, been a Beatles it? fan cool. for about 10 years. It, it could change, mm. you know. I, I had a Michael favorite? Jackson cardboard cutout at one point. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to... Yeah, say la vie. Yeah. Uh, I've, asked, I've tried to ask okay, you. Okay, sorry, I, I talk a lot. Yes. Yeah. Ask, ask um, away. Is Paul, is Paul your favorite Beatle? Uh, musically or in terms of like who you relate oh, well, to I, on a I, like, personal level? You have to answer. You have to answer the question that I just asked. Who's Who's my favorite? Mm-hmm. I don't want any like. Well, I like the music, but blah, 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 blah. I just want to know who your favorite. Okay, is. so I'll say George. Oh really? Yes. That's cute. I, I like his solo music the best. And oh, I, I relate to him. Well, because, you know, he's all like, you know, Harry Krishna, peace, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though he slept with Ringo's wife, doesn't matter. <laughs> we, can, we can look over that. You know, they're not gods. He, he's he's well, but a man. He's but a man. Yeah. He's a Pisces, so they like... um the most creative types but they also um can be a bit mm, not appreciate what they have when they have it so that's him with patty there you go there you go um and last question why do you think the beatles still matter um (laughs) well i mean just in general why they matter because they are so good and i know that sounds really like they simple not really but they were so revolutionary that they can't not matter anymore because if any modern day artist for example i don't know like lana del rey or oh my god this is gonna sound so cringe but i don't know many of the modern um or any modern artist that you think of has and who is successful probably has who are you gonna say a hundred gex <laughs> well, I mean, probably in some respect, I don't know, man. But like, 
you know, they're so... Come on, you listen to Money Machine so and you can't hear a bit of Here, There, and Everywhere? Yeah, well, it's every it's Here, There, and Everywhere. That's the thing. Like, you know, the thing is with the Beatles is that um, they were the working class in England and they were just so unlikely. You know, you always hear four lads from Liverpool, but it just... just Blah, blah, blah. it was just so unheard of <laughs> so they already made a big impact just by being at least a little bit su- successful but as they can't went went on they were literally the music of the decade <laughs> and you can't not matter if you were that substantial <laughs> they were the first british band to make it in america in- and mm-hmm. the fact that they were from liverpool of all places <laughs> you know the the port town yeah, it was just, it's, yeah, it still is, like... The working-class Northerners like, with the funny accents. Yeah, literally, lots of, like, British snobs still, like, make fun of Liverpool, but, like, I don't know, so many great bands have come from Liverpool. I'm not going to start oh, naming yeah. it now, because I can't really think of any. But, like, you know, I, I just love them. I love what they've done for us, and I love, like, Paul McCartney, his inspiration has made me been vegetarian for three years, <laughs> and... Um, John Lennon, I'm like a peace activist and um, I was going to say about Ringo um, I've barely spoken about Ringo today but you know, I love Ringo yeah. Out of all the Beatles, he was one of them He was Yeah He was one of he, the Beatles He was the drummer He was the He was the, like the heart Yeah He, he was there oh, I love him Yeah uh, I, I love his Twitter more than anything. Oh my god! Yeah, it's so fast. Again, this says a lot. That have you've seen the video of him? Like it was about ten years ago, saying that he's not going to sign any more autographs. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. quote that video verbatim. Mm-hmm. Like this is a serious mm-hmm. message to everybody yeah. watching my update. After the twentieth of October, I will not be signing any more fan mail. I'm warning um, you with listeners. peace and love. Yeah, we're doing the peace signs. Yes. You didn't. You yeah, can't see this. This is all behind the scenes. It's technical magic. <laughs> and now, here's the other best part of the show. I'm going to turn it over to you. What would you like to plug? To plug? Yeah. Um, well, if you're, <laughs> if you're into the Beatles, which I'm assuming you probably are, if you sat through 70 minutes of this. But um, I... I'm Connie McLean on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, like Pinterest, anything. And I post like lots of things to do with the Beatles, lots of things to do with um, 60s models and um, artists and film stars and everything. So if you want to see that, then um, follow me or else. Or else. Was that a threat? And a promise. There. See? That's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get but you get the show better than I do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get the vibes. Threatening um, the audience. So yeah, it was it's been fun because, I, I, like, I can literally this did not feel like an hour because I can talk about the Beatles for days and not realize that I've been talking about the Beatles for days. So, oh, here here's always my my least favorite part of the show because I I've been told I need to promote myself more in at the end of the episodes so let's see if i can do the whole spiel for memory this is a marathon 
if you're watching this on YouTube where uh, or listening on YouTube where uh, a portion of my audience does, if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Please hit that bell notification icon so you get notified every time a new video gets posted. And I, I po- occasionally post any other things, you know, other po- or episodes of, you know, just me talking with other people occasionally about other music gasp besides the Beatles. Um, That's fun. Yeah. This uh, episode can be uh, streamed, if you're not streaming it right now, on just about every platform known to man. So Spotify, Mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbay, uh, and probably about, again, a billion other services Podbean signed me up for without me knowing that I'm actually there. Like (laughs) iHeartRadio.com. There you go. I'm there, too. And again, you can find us on Instagram at uh, Fans on the Run Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Fans on the Run Podcast. Well, you can find us Facebook. on Twitter at Fans on the Run Pod. See, that that's okay. a new addition to the spiel because I haven't had Twitter for like more than four days as of recording this. Um, But yeah, nice. we're everywhere. That's... We're inescapable. Yeah, but everywhere you turn. I, I've... Connie, it's been a blast talking with you today. Thank you so much. It's been so fun. And to everyone else... I've... Oh, sorry. I interrupted again. I was just going to say, I hope you have a good day. Continue. To everyone else out there, thank you for listening. You can go home uh, now. Or unless you're already home, you can be at home still. Fans on the Run is produced by Ethan Alexander. Additional voiceovers by Richard Phillip. This has been a Showtown production.